Hello and welcome to episode number 211 of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I am your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike. Hello. How's it going? Pretty good man, pretty good. I've seen a lot of you recently. Yes, we've seen a lot of each other and we've seen a lot of films over the past week um, because yes, we have survived another Fright Fest. Um, the first ever digital edition of Fright Fest, which was interesting to say the least. Um, Indeed. But yeah, we saw 13 movies over the course of the four days. Um, yeah, we went is, large. Yeah, new record for us, that's for sure. Um, the most we've ever seen at Fright Fest, and I can't imagine that'll ever be beaten. Um, because that was pretty much the maximum that we could see as well. Um, and yeah, mm-hmm. we've got a hell of a lot of films to talk about this week. Um, so yeah, we're going to dive right in, really. Of course, we usually start with the news, um, but we'll save all that stuff till next week. And it's pretty funny um, because it's like the busiest news week we've had for a while. Um, <laughs> there's already like 10 news stories as of this recording, let alone by the time we get back to our normal schedule. Um, ranging all the way from Scream to Resident Evil to even X-Files in there. So there's a whole bunch of Whoa. stuff to talk about. Well, <laughs> you get, you get me some Rob Zombie in there, and we're complete. Well, yeah, there's still another week, so I'm sure there yeah. will be. But there's literally so much. Like, I'm gonna have to just start culling some of the stuff. Mean, he's, I mean, he's still number one. Yes, he's still number one. Uh, yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, I guess diving straight into it, uh, obviously this was pretty different for us um, watching mm. it at home. Normally we talk, I guess, about the event and all that stuff. We can obviously talk about the experience of watching it this way, but it's obviously yeah. super different, right? Like it's just not the same. Um, yeah, it was wild. I think I think initially just like starting off, the, the, the whole thing was actually pretty smooth and mm. seamless. Like I'm I'm astounded by how well it worked from from the first movie to the last. We yeah. had, you know, the odd bit of buffering during a film, the odd little bit where it freezes for a second. But you know, all in all, it streamed in a very high quality, very seamlessly. You know, in those windows, which shocks me. I mm. really was worried that that was going to be an absolute mess, and it just wasn't. It was very stress free. Yeah, um, it was about as so, good as perfect as you can get, really. Yeah. Like, because, yeah, we don't know if the problems were obviously our end or their end, but they were so small. Mm. And like you say, it was very, very tiny buffering issues. And I, I even like the way they were handled, where we never missed any part of the film. It was always frozen on the screen. And then when it did catch up, it was, yeah. you know, it, it didn't jump forward to catch you up with everyone else. And, and, the, and it always stayed in sync as well, which I think was my main worry going in was like, if the screen pauses and then the audio doesn't need to catch up, suddenly it's going to get out of sync and then you have to refresh uh, even, it. Even if the sound is out of sync by like a millisecond, mm. I can spot it and it, it, it destroys me. So yeah. like... Um, we've had that yeah, recently. Where it's been we, yeah, like sometimes we've had that with screeners and stuff with consent mm. and that's been difficult. And obviously this is a similar sort of kind of, you know, scenario. And, and yeah, it, it was just absolutely seamless. So I think that's like my biggest thing coming away from this is like... Mm you know, to, to credit everyone behind the scenes with, because I think like um, to actually pull this off the, the way they did was I, I was expecting a hell of a lot more problems and there really was none. Yeah, for sure. Like you say, they've done this for so long, but obviously they've never done anything like this and it is completely different. Like putting on an actual physical film festival and the logistics and the nightmare that that is, as mm. opposed to something online, just bears completely different issues and problems. Um, and the fact that, yeah, it did go ahead so well is is insane. Um, and especially because of like, you know, we've joked about like ticket issues in the past and trying mm. to get tickets at Fright Fest is always a bit of a nightmare and you always worry if that's going to somehow cross over to that. But obviously it just shows mm. you those two things aren't remotely linked because yeah it, it went ahead so well um 
but uh yeah i guess it started on the friday for us um it did kicking off on the arrow video screen it's obviously interesting this year because um like say we there's only two options through through all of the different slots Mm -hmm. um and obviously some of these are documentaries some of them are panels and podcasts so it's not like normal years like it's that's what's so wild about this looking back on it now because it in my mind i'm like oh yeah it was just like a normal fright fest but then when you actually look at the overall schedule now it's like no we saw like a vast majority of the movies available to us yeah exactly Um, yeah. You know, last year we talked about how we saw, I think we saw 10 movies at the actual festival and then we've seen closer to something like 15 or 20 outside of the festival. Yeah. And we're still nowhere near having seen like all of the movies screened at last year's festival. Um, whereas this year is like, we're already well over halfway there to score, to, to seeing literally all of yeah. them. I can't um, see us seeing many more than like two maybe yeah some like other ones like i was gonna say there really isn't a a huge amount like we'll go we'll go through and obviously see Mm. what the other ones are but um yeah kicking things off for us was there's no such thing as vampires Mm -hmm. um first movie on the arrow video screen which i think is like the main screen and then the horror channel is like the secondary screen um this was a world premiere um this movie and yeah it's from the states um so Mm -hmm. kicking things off in the states um yeah what's this one about i guess with with obviously Uh, like worth knowing as well like we're talking about a lot of movies these are going to be way kind of um more shorter conversations than you're used to if you're used to the kind of the weekly stuff it's going to be completely spoiler free um we'll never go into final act stuff or anything like that or reveals it's very much just a general what did you think of this movie type discussion yeah we don't we don't know when these movies are going to get distribution so you know it could be a ways off so we're just gonna you know i'm pretty much taking my synopsis from mm-hmm. the, the the fright fest schedule and then kind of then we'll give our thoughts on it yeah that's um, definitely worth noting it's like yeah that's where we're pulling it from so if if you deem it spoilery don't come to us it's literally yeah this, the this was fest literally the paragraph that we've got um <laughs> so yeah we um yeah kind of the first movie there's no such thing as vampires as you said um we uh get introduced to two characters joshua and ariel uh and um they literally crash into each other as the the text i've got here which is pretty much true um (laughs) on a dark road in the dead of night um and they find themselves pursued across um (laughs) this is across north america you know kind of across town (laughs) uh a couple of different unstoppable supernatural force Mm. um so kind of think you know the the opening half of jeepers creepers almost yeah these two people kind of bash into each other and yeah that they're being pursued by something that that's you know very supernatural and yeah they just can't get away from it mm. um notably i guess i guess the only other notable thing from this movie is it does have a uh, appearance of meg foster and um <laughs> obviously if um anyone here is a rob zombie fan which i'm sure you are you'll you'll know meg uh from a couple of his flicks mm. um and there is even a rob zombie reference in this movie as well yeah which which was pretty exciting to to hear um but yeah i mean other than that how is this one bro yeah like th- this movie was like obviously kicking things off as well and what what's interesting is it wasn't 
Was it last year or the year before? Again, it's always really starts to blur. I need to pull up the page when we saw year like before, Ranger. Ranger was, yeah, Come to Daddy was the open scene yeah. last year, wasn't it? Yeah. So the year before was the Ranger, which I wasn't a fan of. Um, mm-hmm. And so I've already had that feeling of kind of like kicking things off with a movie that you mm. don't like. So it's something that isn't new to me. And, it, and especially that year, it was immediately like Summer of 84 was the follow up, which ended up being my favorite movie of that year. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of like already washes that away. Um, but yeah, kicking things off with this one, like it's. It's, I, I did not enjoy this movie in the slightest and it's my only kind of biggest takeaway from it. My only question is I'm just surprised that this was the movie that they put on first. Um, mm. Yeah. The only thing I can point to is that it is a world premiere, which at mm. least is something for the festival. Um, because we saw a lot of movies as we'll get to, and I'm trying to avoid kind of future spoilers and putting this into context of the overall festival and just judge it on its own merit. But like, it's, it was bad. It was really mm-hmm. bad. I think up until this point, it was comfortably the worst movie I've seen at Fright Fest. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of, I've seen, we've seen other stuff that didn't, um, that wasn't didn't our taste. Yeah. yeah. And kind of just wasn't for us, but I could at least see there being an audience for it. This is a movie mm-hmm. to me that I'm just, I'm struggling to find any sense of, why this was at Fright Fest, why it was the opening movie, and then trying to just say anything remotely positive about it other than just sitting here and saying it's a waste of time. Um, but ultimately, that is how I feel. Um, I don't even think it's worth getting into what the movie is even about because it's it's such a low level of quality from the get-go. I think my biggest pet peeve, trying to at least be a little bit specific, is just it's so poorly lit this entire movie um maybe that's like what they were going for but kind of you can barely make out characters faces at the best of time and it's like really jittery and weird and and especially because this was the first movie for us on this like streaming platform and we were saying to ourselves like this is really framey this is really bad looking it was most of it was shot at night and it was really hard to tell what was going on and it it had me worried for the rest we were super worried yeah (laughs) yeah because i was like i'm literally struggling to make out what the hell's happening in these scenes and you know this i will say a future spoiler here we didn't have that problem for any other movies for the festival um yeah. as we've just discussed we didn't have any problems with the stream and so it was just this movie um so yeah ultimately i didn't have anything positive from this movie thought it was a complete waste of time yeah this yeah i i mimic everything you say really and i think it it is the fact that for me this just didn't feel like a professional feature Mm. It, it felt amateurish in almost every way. Um, the script was was pretty much kind of just non-existent. Um, it, um, you know, the the way it was shot, the way it looked, you know, even the way it was acted, just everything about it was poor, um, and not you know, not even like low budget, cheesy poor. Mm. The, to me, this this felt like a student film, you know, and it was. It was very unwatchable, and considering we had the hype that this was the first movie going into Fright Fest, we were both just like, obviously, luckily, we're just sat at home. We don't have to be sat in a cinema for this. So we we were just like chatting and and kind of you know catching up still while this movie was on because it just it just had no it just didn't engage us in any way, which was shocking Mm. because we were we were so ready for this. Um, I think. yeah, the the only thing about this movie that that wasn't completely amateurish was the probably the soundtrack, mm. but the soundtrack just literally ripped off Terminator. Um, <laughs> you know, they, they literally just changed one note; so they didn't get like sued on it, and so it's kind of like, well, I mean, obviously that's a good soundtrack because it's Terminator, but like this was like in no way, shape, or form unique. <laughs> um, but you know, um, and and other than that, yeah, I just. 
I, I can't even remember like the final acts of this movie. Mm. It just it just dwindled away, and it, it was just a giant waste of time. And and yeah, it de- definitely kind of a movie that that you 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 don't need to see at any given point uh, on in in any way really. You know, and if it's on. If it goes free on a on a platform that you've already got, I'm sure they have other movies available to you. You know, if if a DVD drops through your door for this, you, you've got other DVDs to watch. Just don't <laughs> don't worry about it. Yeah, as far as recommendations go, this is as like as strongly the other way as I could ever possibly be. Um, mm-hmm. Like I say, is that is definitely the worst movie I've seen at Fright Fest, and it's I think it's the worst movie I've seen all year. Um, yeah, because it, it really it really was like barely a movie. Um, mm. You know, it's one of those movies that I think if you've seen it, you'll understand where we're coming from. And, and we're not really getting too in-depth with it because obviously we've got a lot of different movies to talk about as well. Um, mm. But also this movie just doesn't warrant it. Or like you say, it's just very poorly made in every way, shape or form. Um, yeah. So yeah, like don't seek this one out whenever it comes out. Just do not think about it. <laughs> yeah, and it, it, it really put us in bad stead for mm. the rest of the weekend, to be honest, because I was terrified after this because I thought are the rest of the movies going to be this amateurish and, and low quality? And if so, it might be almost impossible for us to see something we'll enjoy. Uh, so I, I was extremely worried after this opener. Yeah. Like that was my biggest takeaway because like mm. a bad movie is a bad movie and you can very much, you know, we, we see plenty of them for the show and we will always see bad movies, mm-hmm. but like it's easy to switch your brain off and just be like, it's a bad movie. People tried, didn't work out. Let's move on. Whereas yeah, in the context of a festival, um, that becomes more difficult and more of a challenge. Um, and that's why I think my only, proper criticism of it other than it is a bad movie is like i'm really struggling as to how they could possibly think this should be the one to kick off the festival um because that is my only thing but yeah um i guess it's worth noting that kind of yeah the one that up against this was i am lisa um Mm -hmm. so yeah maybe we'll see that in the future that was another world premiere as well um but for us it was back on the arrow video screen obviously only two movies on the first day um Mm -hmm. and this was like the the most last minute change i think to our own schedule yeah all of them <laughs> um because... we we were gonna see the other movie weren't we yeah yeah so the other movie was triggered which sounded very cool it was kind of like this battle royale type movie yeah. um that yeah and i've seen people seem to have enjoyed as well um mm. so it definitely seemed like it was you know one of the tighter slots um and yeah we were gonna watch it but then we kind of changed our mind because 12 hour shift actually did draw us in with a few different reasons um yeah not so... notably two reasons <laughs> uh yeah 12 hour shift uh Notably, the main reason that got us into this, it stars the one and only uh, David Arquette. And as and you guys know, 2020 is the year of David Arquette. It's the year of David. Uh, <laughs> obviously, we've just rewatched the Scream movies and saw him in the Fantastic Spree. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was when we discovered David Arquette doesn't make a bad movie. <laughs> so that's what gave us the faith in checking out 12 Hour Shift. Exactly. Um, notably for you wrestling fans out there, this also stars Mick Foley. Yeah. Um, in I assume his acting debut, but it's oh, probably God. wrong. Never, he never make that assumption. In, yeah, he, he probably appeared in the uh, whole host of those hokey WWE movies that were made. Yes. But um, <laughs> almost guaranteed. Yeah, I, I take that back. It's, 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 yeah, he's been in a lot. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and we are. Um, this this movie takes place in a hospital. Uh where we meet um, our lead, Mandy, um, played by Angela Bettis. Um, she's been in a few things as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, yeah, she's now about to work a double shift, a.k.a. a 12-hour shift. Um, and But she uh, isn't what she seems. She's a, um, 
organ uh, trafficker and uh, she is kind of um, help her and a couple of other nurses are kind of extracting these organs from the recently deceased and um, selling them on the black market. Um, and uh, this night was kind of one where she was going to get a kidney and uh, pass it on to the black market and it gets lost in transport mm. and uh, they must find another um, in the, uh, you know, this night before uh, the kind of, what are they like? The dealers kind of come after him, AKA yeah. Mick Foley <laughs> yeah. um, comes after him and, and yeah, basically take their kidneys if they can't supply one of their own. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, we're joined by uh David Arquette, who um, is a convicted killer in this, and he is also um, what what was it? He'd, he'd kind of um, uh, tried to commit suicide, and he's mm. in the hospital, kind of receiving treatment. So he's there as well and uh, doing fun things. Yeah. Um, so there's a, there's a lot going on in this movie. Yeah, there's one of those films that that is the basic setup is it's about this nurse who's trafficking organs, and then mm-hmm. it kind of it all stems from that one thing where there's lots of different stuff going on. There's loads of secondary characters in this. Mm. Like there's about twelve or there's fifteen a ton characters. of characters. Yeah, that I haven't even touched upon. Um, yeah, but but yeah, it's 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 deep really for. You know, even as I was going through the plot, I'm like, man, there's a lot to unpack here. This mm. is longer than I'd, I'd expect I'd go on a plot for a Fright Fest movie. Uh, but but yeah, um, uh, I guess I guess going into it, like um, I should say this, as well, this was a UK premiere. This one, yeah, uh, UK UK premiere movie as well. Yeah, um, yeah, this one was the probably the best pick me up we could have had uh, mm. after the first movie. It was um very funny um and the jokes landed we were we were laughing out loud a few times um notably a couple of characters in it just just their motivations and what they do and um yeah it was super good super engaging from from the minute from from you know the first minute of this movie you're in uh until the very last um and and yeah for me was it was a fantastically enjoyable watch that um you know is one of these comedy horror um with a with a yeah super out there plot that was that was very engaging and and yeah f- for me it was exactly what i needed to cap off the opening night um and, and get me back in good stead for day two yeah i completely agree this movie was great this is exactly what i want to see at fright fest um <clears throat> really interesting setup that immediately engages you in the first five minutes um mm-hmm. and kind of it never stops going from there really it is it is the perfect mix of horror and comedy i think it's hard to do and obviously we talk about that a lot where if it goes one way or the other and it stops mm-hmm. being you know a horror a comedy horror you know you want it to be an amalgamation of them both and this is exactly what this is like this is dealing with pretty serious stuff um it's got good horror in it as well like actual you know the horror that's and the violence that's on screen is great mm-hmm. um and then it's also really mm-hmm. farcical and funny at times as well mm-hmm. i think it really toes that line and keeps that tone right until the end and i think it's the exact length that it needed to be as well um you know this movie didn't drag in the slightest and when it ended i was like yep that's exactly what i wanted for them um yep. 
like it was just really fun like the cast in particular was super strong like there were so many different great characters i think the our main two which is mandy and regina are both fantastic Definitely. um but then like there's so many secondary characters that like obviously we're not going to mention that because we're not going to do this big in-depth discussion but like it is just like they constantly are filling you with these funny little characters and, and this is this is one where like you know i'd want to have that in-depth discussion mm. you know um and it's a shame that we can't because the movie does deserve it but but yeah you're right you know we'd be introduced to a character kind of halfway through the movie and they'd either add an interesting element to the movie or or just give us a couple of laughs that were mm. needed and and yeah it, it was it was great and was just you know um tonally they really got it right um between the comedy and the horror mm. And like I say, yeah, this is exactly what you'd want at a festival like this. A movie that I'd not really heard of, didn't really have any expectations. You read that initial description, you're like, okay, that sounds cool. But then you just throw it on and you just have a good time. Um, and so, David yeah. David Arquette delivers, okay? Exactly. He always delivers. He's never been in a bad movie. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess like he, like it's not really too spoilery, but like, he's not in it that much. Um, no. You know, it, it would have been fun to see more of him for sure. But I also don't, I'm not fussed because the movie that we got was just so strong anyway. Um, Look, you can sometimes see too much David Arquette as well. <laughs> yeah. That is also true. Yes. Um, you know, we saw the right levels of him in Spree and this movie, I think. Yeah, let's say that he's maybe <laughs> best to limited lines in a movie. Um, yeah. But yeah, like, and this is um, Fright Fest Presents going forward. I love that well. we build him up and knock him down. <laughs> yeah, that's what he wants. Man. That's what he wants. That's what he wants. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is a Fright Fest Presents in the UK. Um, and I mm. think it's coming out fairly soon in the next couple of weeks. I, I think, think so, it's yeah. Um, I think and so, that, yeah. Yeah, for me, strong recommend. Like, mm. definitely check this one out, especially if you're one of these people that want a, a comedy horror. I think that yeah. we, you know, we talk a lot about those. And I, I think especially we see a lot of the British ones. We don't see a huge amount of the American ones um mm -hmm. and so this was cool especially because this really did feel like uh, i think they nailed the setting so well of just this mm -hmm. middle of nowhere in america hospital where it yeah. is at least somewhat believable that these kind of like nurses could just have this like organ trafficking business um yeah. how wacky the kind of gangsters are and how ridiculous they are i mean it's mick foley for christ's sake um yeah. yeah they just they just nailed it for me completely loved it. yeah one. i think i think that's it you know that's what i said they, they just tonally got it right and then mm. yeah for, for me this is a super strong recommend this is one that you know um out of fright fest you know i would be championing this and saying mm. that you know you 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 want to check this out and especially if you do like the comedy horror if you're not if you're not keen on comedy horror then perhaps not um, mm. That would be my only caveat because obviously it is uh, a, a fairly niche subgenre. But yeah, if you like your comedy horror, th this is a great one to check out. For sure. Um, and yeah, that's the first day over and done with pretty quick. Mm. It's only two films. Um, um, but uh, yeah, we go straight into the Saturday, which is, of course, our first big full day of four films. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, we kick things off once again with the kind of the main the Arrow video screen with the columnist. We started early. Yes. Um, so again this one uh uk premiere for this one um mm -hmm. this one's from the netherlands um so this was our first subtitle movie um not our last yeah mostly dutch with a little bit of english thrown in there um mm -hmm. and uh yeah what, what's this one about um yeah so we um meet our lead a newspaper columnist uh who's suffering right in the middle of writer's block uh her name was it femke yeah or something yeah um or something like that or Femk, yeah um and she does the one thing that someone should never do when you're uh 
putting stuff out there online for people to view uh she's she finds herself going to the comment section of her <laughs> articles and they're flooded with the most just horrible um kind of abusive uh you know threatening messages you could find on social media and um she uh decides she wants to find out who and why you know who who's doing this and why they're doing it and uh wants to kind of um take revenge on these internet trolls um Mm. and yeah that that becomes her uh main mission throughout this movie Mm. uh yeah again pretty i i like that you know it's a pretty succinct kind of plot and uh pretty much sums up the movie i think yeah for sure like it's it's it, it, it reminds me of Spree in that vein of it is this mm. 2020 outlook on a movie, mm. um, which I like because I think, yeah, when we talked about like random acts of violence last week and talked about how it felt like a movie that was trying to say something that people were saying in the early 90s. Mm. This this definitely felt to me like a, a relevant for today. We've seen a few takes on this type of thing, the kind of... Yeah the Twitter trolls and people trying to get revenge amongst that and kind of culpability for people online. And I think, you know, black mirror has kind of delved into that as well. Um, And so this is very much in the vein of that, like in a more horror focused episode Mm -hmm. of black mirror. Um, But yeah, I I did enjoy this movie quite a bit. Um, I think that it's, it's messaging gets a little bit lost because um, it's, it's really hard, right? I think when we talked about spree and what that did, that movie did so well is that it somehow managed to keep its messaging clear till the end, whilst also giving us a really engaging and entertaining movie. Yeah. I think with the columnist, it's at its strongest when it's veering away from its messaging and its commentary. And I think when it's really trying to hammer that stuff home, I think it becomes a little bit too preachy and a little bit too on the nose. Um, and ultimately the messaging gets a little bit, blurry because of how like wacky and silly the movie is going for um mm. which i liked i like that this the, the movie the, the kind of the tone of this movie is pretty silly um mm. like by the end of it what our lead character gets up to is so insane and kind of like her own what her own mission that she's able to drive yeah. home to the point where i'm like is this even reality anymore is this all in her head like it's yeah so i was awful. almost like are they american psycho in there yeah like, which is cool and that's fine because we like that but but then well, like she's writing know, the book throughout yeah well, isn't she so you just wonder if this is her imagining the book exactly and but but then kind of when then when it tries to pull it back and then have it a bit more stronger with this message and i almost feel like that gets lost for me mm-hmm. but the, but again i feel like that's a small criticism because ultimately i do think the movie was very enjoyable um again it was it was a good length as well um i, I always wanted to speak out the ones that are the right length especially the last two because again don't want to future spoil but there are definitely some movies that needed to be edited and cut down Mm -hmm. um i didn't think this was one of them i thought it ran a very good length had some fun wacky moments in it again like not as comedy focused as as the last movie but still some good gags in there especially considering it is a subtitle movie which is harder to pull off um but yeah i I did enjoy it like i say i think it could have gone a little bit better in in some aspects of it and maybe could have had a stronger finale Mm -hmm. um but yeah overall i still enjoyed the movie yeah yeah me too i thought this was a good one i think visually um it's very strong i think Mm. they kind of nailed the the kills and the kind of sequences of kind of horror in this movie um they they towed the line you know between kind of funny and gruesome and did a really good job um you know spoiler free i thought i i very like i very much like the visuals of the finale and i mean mm. you know kind of the visuals that you'll see on the artwork for this um mo- this movie um 
yeah, I think the biggest criticism I have is what you've touched upon. It is when it actually gets to the messaging. I actually don't think it, it does a good job at all of the messaging. Um, mm. In fact, I, I, I think it did a really bad job of it because I think um, throughout this whole movie, it's talking about... Um, you know, internet comments and, and the horrible people that put stuff online and, and just put this toxicity out there and just don't care. Um, but our, our lead character became that the other way that mm. didn't care about the human beings and was just like, if you've said one thing, you're scum of the earth. Um, and that's kind of centered around her daughter and what she gets up to throughout the movie and and kind of, um, not to go too much into it, but, but, but kind of... Um, you know, her daughter has a running in with the, the head teacher at the school, and then basically everything he says and does is just despicable because he disagreed with one thing that she said. Mm. And I, I was just like, that's almost being like an internet troll the other way around, that you now just think he is a horrible person because of one moment. And and it it, it, it kind of, yeah, it, it just it felt out of place, and it really felt that made the messaging go off for me. But I don't watch the movie for the messaging. I watched the movie for fun content, and 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 this movie did give me that. So yeah, ultimately, yeah, enjoyed the movie quite a bit, but just uh, the messaging missed the mark for me. Yeah, what, what I find interesting with that, and I do agree with that point, because I also, I, yeah, I, it's worth noting that this movie does have a few side plots and side stories, mm. and I didn't enjoy any of those anywhere near as much as I enjoyed kind of like what our main character was doing. Um, yeah. But what, what we were talking about uh, posting this movie was talking about how this is set in the Netherlands. Um, you know, it's in Europe, uh, which uh-huh. is where we're from, but it's a different country entirely. And I think there was moments when their messaging and what they were trying to say about like free speech and that sort of stuff was starting to get really clarity for me because yeah. I kind of assumed that the Netherlands was pretty much like the UK in regards to that sort of stuff. And having watched this movie... It's and again, this is where it comes into line of like the movie starts to get so wacky and silly and it loses its point. But then I don't know if to them it was wacky and silly or whether that's just kind of it's really hard to talk about. Like there's there's certain scenes where we were saying to ourselves, like, how is no one cutting on to what she's doing? Like she's getting away with these murders, there's no one really cares, everyone's switched off, nothing's really going on. And I don't know if that's their take on the country itself and how it views this stuff, or if it is just it was such a throwaway thing to them when they were making the movie that they just didn't care to set up that world. And maybe they assumed like, if you're from the Netherlands, you know what this stuff's like here, but to the outside world, who's going to be seeing this movie, I felt like I needed to be like almost educated on their views on these topics to then yeah. see whether or not they were I, um... in line with everyone else or not. Cause especially yeah. the stuff at the school, like I don't, we, we don't know if that's what it's like or if that's such this weird hyper, realistic version of, of their schools do you know what i mean yeah the school felt very off for what we know schools to be in the uk mm. um you know i think it's um it, it was an interesting portrayal of kind of the netherlands and what it's like as a place to live because i think it you know it visually kind of nailed a very um you know isolated aesthetic and kind mm. of very calm kind of culture uh to the point that yeah when when things start to go down her, the, the victims in this movie are very easily becoming victims they almost put up mm. no fight and then like I see, like you said there's no real um police or anything like that yeah it just feels like uh people are you know very very laid back and and uh, you know um not used to that sort of thing and yeah you know having never visited the country you kind of and, and not seeing many exports in film and that sort of thing from there you do wonder is this a 
hyper version of it or is it or is this accurate to, to kind of what it's like there yeah and like you say especially with, with the daughter stuff because she's talking so much about like freedom of speech and stuff like that which is mm. obviously you know when we hear that term you immediately think of the united states because that's kind of what that comes from and so you're thinking to yourself right is this their take where it's a kid who's kind of been americanized by her culture who's mm. then bringing that to the to the netherlands or is that just how they view things like it's it's an interesting movie because it actually has a lot going on. But by the time I finished watching it, I just didn't really know what they were trying to say with a lot of that stuff. Um, and so I think that's where I'm with you of kind of like it, it just got very mixed with that stuff. I think it's at its worst when it was the side stuff. Cause as we've discussed, I just don't really understand it. And yeah. I think with our lead character, she is so straight edge and obvious to understand in terms of what they're going for as a character, where she's just like, if you say stuff online, you're a piece of shit and I'm going to track you down. Yeah. Um, and then sort of by the end, of the movie then that becomes this weird case of like well no one's taking you for your actions and no one's really putting the mirror back on you for what you're doing um mm -hmm. and like you say yeah it's still still very entertaining i do think there's actually a lot going on and maybe it would um, be a movie that kind of if you didn't watch in the context of a shitload of other movies you'd have more time to maybe sit down and reflect on it um i think so like i i would have liked more time to reflect on this you know really because you you almost have no time between movies mm, and then when no it's all didn't. done <laughs> you know you, you literally just have this kind of hodge podge of 13 movies in your mind and they all kind of blend in in different ways and yeah this is one that definitely had a fair bit to think about but yeah yeah it was was enjoyable and i think um you know it's worth checking out this mm. isn't one that i don't think you should like you know actively seek out but but when it becomes available it's worth a watch and especially you know if you like your subtitled horror and like seeing things from kind of places that you don't often get to see represented then this is super fun for that and and yeah um definitely worth checking out yeah i completely agree for all those aspects like i say we've seen quite a few different movies now from this year from different countries and cultures mm -hmm. and it's really cool to see um so yeah i'm really glad we saw this i still enjoyed it and i definitely think that if you're someone like us who likes mm -hmm. the more modern take and the more you know looking at modern issues and the different technologies and all that sort of stuff um then yeah i definitely think this is worth a watch like i say it's not one of the strongest ones of that that i've seen by any stretch but i still think it's very enjoyable um mm -hmm. But yeah, that was, um, like you say, moving very quickly on to the next one. Um, so yeah, there was kind of the honeymoon phase was on the other screen um, ahead of, you know, against this one, um, which is actually out. You can just like get this now to rent. Um, nice. And it was one that we were kind of interested in. Um, seemed like a lot of people did punt the honeymoon <laughs> phase. Um, yeah. I think it was a more easily kind of to grasp synopsis if you look at it. Um, yeah, it just but, felt like it's already been done by Black Mirror, the synopsis, but let's yeah. not go into it too much. No, um, but so, yeah, and then kind of the, our next slot, as it were, it was kind of a documentary was on the main screen, mm -hmm. um, just about like horror fans in general, um, which is, yeah, there was there was a couple of documentaries about that sort of thing. Um, yeah yeah didn't didn't really interest us really so we went to the other screen um mm -hmm. which was the playhouse um so was this our first trip to the horror screen no horror we've, we've been screen? there a couple of times ah, okay. um so wait was it actually no it was our first for this i to, thought it was yeah. yeah 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 i was skipping ahead yeah. <laughs> um yeah. yeah as of right now yes this was our yeah. first one. um and yeah because it's weird right because they have the first blood um mm thing that they've been doing for a few years and like i don't really know how many movies were under that this year like it seems no, like i don't know two. this was first blood 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But like that used to be quite a big deal um, yeah. in, in previous years. But obviously, because it is just a limited um, kind of showing in general for the movie. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, this again was a world premiere of this one. Mm -hmm. um, and this was a UK production. Um, yep. So it's not that, yeah, it's the first one, isn't it, so far? Yeah. Um, uh, and yeah, I guess what, what's this one about? Uh, so yeah, this one, uh, Toby Watts is an irrelevant horror writer. Oh, hang on. No, that was the, that was the actual writer of this God awful movie. I mean, Jack Travis is an irrelevant oh, horror writer. <laughs> I'm just going to sit back and not be a part of this. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. I couldn't help myself. I couldn't help myself. Jack Travis. Yeah. Is, so mean. Um, <laughs> uh, I just couldn't help myself. I just couldn't help myself. I'm sorry, Toby. Um, yeah. Uh, with yeah, Jack Travis is our lead character, and he um, is yeah this horror writer kind of uh, for like theater shows and productions, and he's just moved to this uh, big Scottish castle with his uh, daughter uh to write his kind of next big kind of show and um yeah he's stuck in the middle of nowhere in this big ass castle writing this play and uh starts to you know have some weird supernatural things happen to him yeah I mean, it's a point as far as I'm going like <laughs> he's yeah. gone there because like spooky shit's gonna happen and he's trying to turn that basically into into a play to, yeah into a play yeah um yeah and i guess you know you can already tell my thoughts on this one this was this was a struggle for me um i think um ultimately our lead character jack uh i just didn't gel with at all um i didn't enjoy the performance at all um i, I kind of think it was the performance they were going for it just didn't work for me <laughs> um i just really didn't like this guy from the minute i saw him to the last minute um and he is you know our lead character and i just found him extremely frustrating um and yeah i i found them uh, you know this is this is a slow burn it's kind of a bit gothic-y because it's set in this castle it's kind of um you know this spooky haunting stuff and so it just ticked all of these boxes for me of things i don't want to see and ultimately, um, yeah, was was just a snooze fest for me. I re I really didn't I really didn't gel with this one. Yeah, I sadly completely agree. This is kind of like exactly how I felt about. It. There's no such thing as vampires, really. Like the only thing I think that this movie has above that movie is that this was at least competently lit. I was going to say um, this, this movie felt like a, a well-made movie. Um, you know, in terms of you I won't know, get that far. <laughs> well, I mean, in terms of this felt like a movie. I mean. Yeah, you know, we we touched upon it with there's no such thing as vampires. That really just didn't feel like a movie. This feels mm. like a movie, and if you like this sort of kind of gothic horror and sort of thing, you you might get something out of this potentially. But I, I you know, it, it it literally did nothing for me. Yeah, I just I just don't see any merit in this movie. Like I say, like it looked like a movie, but it was still you know boring as hell from the get go. Um, like I say, our lead character was like i don't think i've hated a lead that long in a very long time mm -hmm. um i think like the quality of acting overall in this movie outside of the young daughter who i think was competent was just terrible like we have this other couple who are mainly in this movie a lot who kind of lives near the castle and their their characters are just so devoid of any sort of personality or interesting to look at on screen in terms of their you know what their characters are doing so it was just it was just a miss from get going and like i say then you add in all these <clears throat> 
core elements of kind of like there's there's almost no story it's ter- it's not very well acted and the characters suck and then <laughs> then you strip it back to well, what is the movie going to be about oh it's going to be this weird slow burn haunty thing in a boring ass castle um yeah within within 20 minutes my brain was completely switched off and then it was just a case of right like let's just wait just until this movie's, yeah, wait until this yeah. is over and then hope that the next one's better um, yeah, so, um yeah like you say, the characters were very um, poorly written in my mar- in my mind because yeah, those secondary characters you touched upon, it took me forever to realize like that they were husband and wife and like any sort of dynamic and what they're doing. You know, we get a little bit about Jack, but like his daughter and why she is the way she is and all of this stuff. We just really get nothing. Mm. I don't think. Um, or at least we got nothing to the point that my brain was still switched on with this movie. You know, maybe I missed it later on, but that's not, you know, I can't really, you know, I was just gone at that point. <laughs> yeah. This movie just has so many of the crappy tropes you see in so many of yeah. these low budget movies where it's like, Oh, we make our lead character, this kind of like weird horror writer. And then, mm. and then people start to say like, Oh, well you write horror. So you must be a bit weird. And like, it, it, you start to just fall into those same traps again where i'm like oh my god i hate everything about this like you have to start writing these more compelling characters than just he's a bit he's a bit of a weirdo because he writes horror stuff like it's just it's so boring and seen a million times Mm. um so yeah i i would not recommend this movie only in any, any circumstances once again no me neither me neither um but yeah, kind of moving on. Um, next up was Blind. Um, mm-hmm. So back on the Arrow video screen, um, and yeah, this was uh, back in the. This was a UK premiere of again mm-hmm. an American production, um, and yeah, I guess what was this one about? Because it's got a pretty interesting setup for this one. Yeah, so um, we're introduced to our lead character Faye, who um, is a former actress who has unfortunately. Um, completely lost her vision and we now find her kind of living in the Hollywood Hills, getting used to life kind of completely blind. She's kind of found this support group of people, um, uh, a character, um, uh, I can't think of her name now, Sophia, I've just found it, um, who's played by Caroline Williams, who's very Mm. recognisable in the genre, kind of notably from uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. uh, back in the day and um also um part of the help group is a so sorry sophia is also um blind as well and then um they also have a friend luke who is a mute and kind of talks uh via kind of typing on his phone and the voice coming out of that um and yeah they are um kind of all helping each other and, and um, particularly Faye is kind of dealing with this new way of life. And um, we realize that she is actually being um, stalked and someone is kind of um, stalking her and the people around her. And obviously um, using that uh, interesting dynamic in the fact that, you know, our, our lead is blind. So um, the stalker can visually be very there throughout this movie. Um, and, and yeah, I guess that's that's the that's the plot. Hmm. Um, th- this is one of the ones that's like really difficult to kind of talk about having seen it because mm. um, I'm really torn about it. I think that kind of the initial setup and what you're going over is like really, really well done. I think mm. that the first few scenes um, being introduced to Faye and who she was and then kind of, you know, has this horrible accident to her and then her kind of struggling and getting her life back together. I just was really interested in all the scenes. Yeah. Um, really liked the performances of everyone. Um, yeah, great lead. Great yeah, lead. Just, 
everyone was really nailing their roles and i was really enjoying these characters and so i was really you know interested in Faye and then getting to know sophia and then like luke like these were again a big step up from a few of these movies we've seen where they were like recognizable characters who i remember their names and i was like interested in them living their lives like they were they were fully fleshed out characters that i actually gave a shit about um and that's always a good start in the first kind of 15 minutes of your movie before you even remotely get into the horror stuff which i guess that's a weird thing to say because it is it you know it is a horror setup right is like she's Mm -hmm. going through this horrible accident and so i think even without seeing it um you kind of have a lot of um you know empathy to the character um so all that stuff was great like genuinely the first 15 20 minutes i was like all in on this movie um Mm -hmm. then once we get to what the main bulk of the movie is which is ultimately kind of Faye in her um crazy made of glass house in hollywood (laughs) um yeah yeah, looks literally like from (laughs) in hollywood yeah exactly um which yeah is not the best choice i don't think um but it's just her kind of living um, whilst being stalked. And then we kind of get just like a stalking movie for the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, yeah, there's some stuff that happens, of course, which we're obviously not going to get into, especially towards the end. But I feel like the movie then just kind of became maybe what it was trying to sell to the audiences of just like, yeah, that's what you're going to want to see. You're going to want to see this blind person dealing with like a home invasion. And that is obviously a cool setup. Like we've seen it with stuff like hush, which was similar ish, obviously with like a deaf person um, and how great that was. And obviously like don't breathe, which is like the reverse home invasion movie, which of course is incredible. Um, So I think that's such a great setup. And so, I don't necessarily have an issue with what we then got because I was still interested by it. Um, The movie just never really went with it anywhere. And Mm. I feel like for me, this felt like the first one where it just, it felt so padded. It felt like they had a 50 to 60 minute story, um, which was definitely well told over act one and act two um and then when it became time to actually start changing things up making some interesting characters come back and some character development and all that type of stuff the movie just kind of just forgot about that and was like no we're just going to keep focused on this cool stalking stuff and yes it was cool but by the end of it i just felt a little bit fatigued and then then the movie kind of ended and i was like oh okay that's what that movie was so it's a difficult one like i yeah. liked a lot of what this movie showed me like a lot um it just never really got going for me which is a shame um so it's one of those ones that i'm actually i'm disappointed by even though it was still better than quite a few movies mm. um what, what did you think about it yeah I'm, I'm pretty much on the same page really that um you know this um premise was an in- very interesting premise the setup was fantastic and our opening cast of characters were real good and yeah when we when we when we got stripped back our our kind of supporting characters almost disappear for for, Mm. you know for for vast majority of this movie which was a massive disappointment i think uh the biggest thing this movie does suffer on what what you've kind of touched upon already i think it was budget constraints more than anything because i think it didn't have the budget to um give us the 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 kind of horror when the horror came um and it had to just pad with a lot of other stuff that that wasn't super interesting and and it did start to go a little long in the tooth i think um i think even with that though with the with the kind of location that they had and kind of um the the dynamic of our our lead being blind we we i i don't think they did it, the stalking and that sort of thing kind of as much as i was expecting and kind of um 
with a lot of different kind of interesting ways. Some of the things they did were, were was interesting. Mm. Um, I think the final kind of payoff uh, of that was, was very good. I enjoyed it. I kind of wanted that sort of thing sooner. Um, and so, you know, I I enjoyed it. There, you know, there was a couple of times because like we know what the, the, the stalker kind of looks like. Um, uh, he's wearing this kind of distinctive mask and obviously we know what that looks like and everything. And uh, for example, she has like, is it like a, oh, it's a sushi delivery, isn't it? Yeah. And um, in my mind, I was just like, oh, you know, he could literally just like deliver food to her with the mask on and like, that would be such a visually kind of unsettling scene. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we they didn't do anything like that. And, and I really would have enjoyed that a bit more, like with the killer having some like real interaction with her and she's just completely unaware and he could be wearing this over the top mask. Um, mm-hmm. But but yeah, I think that's why, like I'm on the similar page to you is that this movie was good um, and it left me wanting them to do more with it, really. I feel like if they had done more with it, this movie could have been really good. Yeah. And I think I'm with you where this was one of the few that definitely felt like it was the budget restraints. Cause I think mm. it, they had a really cool idea. Uh, the movie looked great. It was very well acted, like very, mm. very well acted in particular, especially because mm. we're dealing with a lot of high concepts here. Like I think it's really hard to like convincingly pull off kind of blind. Um, and yeah. then we have like this mute character who works really well as well. Like just all of that stuff just works yeah. so well. Um, Cause especially when you're talking about a lower budget stuff, like that could easily come across as like hokey and silly mm. and like, literally like laugh out loud bad and it doesn't remotely feel that way it genuinely feels like like genuine to you as Mm. a viewer um and so yeah that that is the only reason why i'm frustrated by it is like i was enjoying the middle aspect of this movie and then once like the middle aspect just became the finale and then it ended i was like oh there was like so much potential here like you could have like you say you could have done so much more with this with this stalker um and they kind of they had this cool idea at the end and then they just took way too long to get to it um and they were like we just don't really know what to do how do we fill our time how do we keep this like as a compelling movie and i think that's Mm. when it starts to get a little bit boring but when it's when it's heading towards the end of like we just see this character kind of do the same things a lot she's kind of just going around her house moving from room to room and obviously they're trying to keep it interesting because it is just mostly her on her own in this house. Um, mm. And it's like, other than, you know, what, what they're like, right. What's a blind person going to do at home? Who's just going to stay awake until she ultimately gets, you know, the confrontation. So they're like, well, she, yeah, she's just going to nail wine. She's going to order some sushi, <laughs> sit by the fire, take multiple showers. Like that's kind of how they fill the time. Um, so it does start to feel like there was stalling a little bit in the middle of this movie. She, she did, she did like an open flame, didn't she? Like, yeah, she, she I mean, liked an open flame. She like standing in front of all of her massive glass windows and doors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but uh yeah it was it was still very visually cool and like i say mm. it was one of the one of the few movies i felt that way about fright fest where it is that kind of like missed opportunity and that frustration yeah. of the viewer of like man i really still liked what you guys were going for here and my, and my takeaway is i still enjoyed it and i think that it's definitely one that kind of any of the cast or crew of this movie if they're doing future genre stuff i'll definitely be interested and, mm. I, and I would hope they would get a little at least bit more like of a budget and time to flesh that idea out um yeah, definitely yeah it was still cool um yeah i agree and i think you know if, if you like the idea of this concept you like this sort of thing it is worth mm. checking out you know this isn't this isn't uh, you know super well-rounded um you know and like i say it does have its budget constraints but it's still worth a watch and and yeah i, I i'm glad i saw it 
Yes, I think with recommendations, this is like really difficult because I I did enjoy it, but it's not one that I want to massively say to people go out and recommend it because I don't think it's a very complete movie. I think Um, this is one that I I think I wouldn't necessarily pay for it on its own. If mm -hmm. it it does land on a Shudder or a Netflix, it's nice to support a movie like this and and check it out and see what you think of it. Mm -hmm. But, But yeah, I think kind of having a pay, if it has a paywall behind it, that makes it a much more difficult recommend. And especially like if you're just after what we've described in terms of it just being a vast majority of the movie, just being the cat and mouse chase element, um, then you'll enjoy this movie. I, I just think for me, I would want there to be a little bit more meat on the bone and a little bit more back and forth and kind of, you know, shocks and twists and kind of like more different stuff with that. Whereas what they got was still pretty interesting. It was just like once it got to Stalker versus Faye, that was it for the rest of the movie. And then it mm. just didn't really change from there. Um but yeah, still cool movie. Like I said, this genuinely is. I'm trying to look at the rest of the movies now, but I think this is the one that I'm like the most torn on out of all the movies. Yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> of like, man, I like this movie, but I also can't unequivocally recommend it because I don't want people to check out and be like, man, what, where was the final act? I was like, yeah, I'm trying to tell you that. Like, this movie doesn't <laughs> end too strongly, but, it, but it's still a fun ride. Um, but yeah, I guess moving on to, what was it, our final one of final the Saturday? Of the yeah. Um, so yeah, we're back on the horror channel. Um, which, we are yeah, what, have, what have we seen on the horror channel at this point? Like, is it literally just Playhouse? Playhouse, yeah. It's not horror channels. Not been great for us right now. <laughs> so um, back on the on there with an Australian movie this time, mm-hmm. um, and once again a UK premiere, um, and it's mm. our first anthology movie. It is indeed, and not our last. No, um, as we had to get two in there because I can't imagine. I don't think we missed any anthology movies, did we? Like, I'm pretty sure we saw about the anthology movies. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure we saw. The yeah, two that we I, I was excited by both of these. Obviously, this this first one I was excited by because it's Australian and like we've seen some great horror from Australia in mm. recent years. Or, um, albeit you know, kind of the the real the really good ones were a few years ago now, but there's still some yeah. good ones. Like Hands of Love was probably the most recent one. That yeah. I've seen um but yeah um this this kind of anthology movie is a complete um disjointed set of segments there is no wraparound there is no kind of link to them all they are just very much was it five stories yeah um and yeah there is no um yeah there there is no wrap of this we literally get a splash card uh of the opening um segment uh, the one thing I liked about that was that we actually got a title for each segment um, mm. that splashed on the screen, and then we got the segment, and then the next one plays with a splash card and segment, and and that was how this movie ran. Which kind of um, I don't necessarily have a problem with, um, but it but it felt a little bit weird because you don't often see it. Um, yeah. But but I'm cool with that if the segments are banging, like that's fine um but but ultimately these movies kind of normally do have a bit more of a wraparound and a bit more cohesiveness to it um but yeah um f- for me uh i guess i want to uh, i want to come on to asking you the question of do you remember the segments and what they're about because <laughs> because i can't remember all the segments and i can remember two i can remember the first one and the last one okay yeah and like i'm um, reading like a synopsis the other ones i'm like oh yeah i can vaguely remember that i can i can remember two of the other ones now i'm reading it the the, the middle segment the third segment i cannot put my finger on what it actually was um no so... i was yeah um hmm. <laughs> and because 
so the insomniac well, let's not let's not get into it. But yeah, yeah. It's, it's confusing when you look at these. Like, I don't think they've done the best job of describing what these movies no, are about. They really haven't. Um, but but yeah, the um, the the segments weren't enjoyable. They were instantly forget forgetful. And um, I think that the first one was okay. Mm. Um, and and then they they slowly got more and more forgetful. Um, to the point that even though they were shorts, they were just starting to become kind of a bit painful. And it just kind of felt like we'd um, put on the short film showcase. Yeah. Because there was no cohesiveness to it. And that's why I kind of, you know, I said I don't necessarily have a problem with it. But but when the segments aren't good either and you've got no kind of theme going on, um, you get very switched off because then you just realize you're just watching a ton of low budget mm. um, uh, sequences. And, and yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't really enjoy any of them. Like I said, I think the first one was okay. It had a it had a decent concept, um, and then the last one was trying to be funny and was funny at times, but then also just got a bit got a bit boring as well. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, it, it pretty much missed the mark for me and, and wasn't fantastic. Yeah, like it was so weird, like especially with the last segment because that was like the only one that was going for comedy. At least mm. I, I think what I, what I, that was my opinion of it, my read of it. Um, mm. And so, kind of like you've already seen four segments that are going for this very specific tone, and then seeing the last one, and it's pretty got some shocking stuff in it, and it's actually got some like serious themes going on more so than the other ones. But then it's also trying to be really silly and funny, um, mm. and so yeah, then it just comes across as really weird. Um, but yeah like as an overall anthology this didn't work for me um it was like what you said it just felt so thrown together and i think that ultimately when you talk about anthologies obviously it is this collection of of like shorts in a way um a collection of segments and it's a very it's a very fine line between like how do you how do you keep these cohesive and actually feel like they are a movie and not just a collection of short films? Um, and it's hard for me to put my finger on it. Like it's hard to explain what makes yeah. a good one other than just looking at good ones. You know, where you're like, "Yep, yeah, Creep Show, that felt right. Yep, yeah, VHS, that felt right." Whereas with this movie, it just it, they they just didn't feel right. It just they genuinely felt so cobbled and thrown together at times. Um, I think it's really what you said. Like they haven't seen the other shorts in any, and it could and it was like mm. they could be in any order you know they could have just been because like you say there's because they're like individually titled as well it really did just feel like here's a short collection of aussie short films for the next hour like enjoy yeah. and and that's what it was and um and i, I just didn't end up enjoying it like i think mo most of them at least three of the five that i can remember i think are competently made um mm. One is terrible. It's like this black and white thing that was really short. I think it was the fourth one. Oh, Christ, um, yeah, I don't even. Re I, I I remember just like that, just being like. Yeah, it was it was the shortest one, thank God. Um, but it was a complete waste of time. It just felt like an advert almost in the middle mm. of this anthology. Um, but the rest, I actually, from what I remember, were competently made. They just weren't that interesting. Like the first one is kind of this. Um, you know it's about these kind of like people that are being kidnapped and then they're kind of being used for you don't really know if it's like a hostile type situation or mm. what or if they're just being used in like a brothel as like a trafficking thing um and then they just kind of like break out and, and that's mm. what it's about and it's like well done it's like gritty it's like uncomfortable and suspenseful at times um but it's just it again it just felt like a has 15 minute idea and we're just going to show you it and then make it and that's where i kind of struggle with giving this criticism is that um 
I struggled to kind of verbalize my issue with it of like, it was, it was a fine short film, but it didn't feel like a good segment in an anthology movie. And then if you ask me, well, what's the difference? I, I struggle to kind of verbalize what that is. Yeah. Um, I think it's just the, it, it, it is, it is undefined in mm-hmm. the, um, it just, it's something that you've seen before and it's done that exactly again. And I think yeah. with a short, you need to have that special source, something a bit different, a, a, a different take on it. Whereas, whereas this was, like you say, you know, you, you've literally just described the short there, and it sounds like things that we've seen a lot of times before. I think yeah. um, for me, when that one took place and it ended, I was like, okay, this this was this was fine. And now, what's the br- that's that's the benchmark now. We're like, this is a fine segment. What are we going to get on the subsequent ones? And ultimately, none of the other ones until the final one even got beyond that for me. And, yeah. and so that was the problem when it was starting off like, okay, fine. And then it just didn't, it just went downhill. Mm. And like you say, the fact that I'm, there's literally one segment that I cannot for the life of me remember. Um, yeah. Even- reading like a one line kind of sentence synopsis of it i just cannot remember it and so mm-hmm. even those aspects of this were com- competently made and especially the last one was it was fine but again it just didn't really go anywhere and especially when that was your finale of like right it's the last segment we're going to introduce mm-hmm. comedy um and then it's going to kind of end like yeah like overall this one did leave a bad taste in my knife and it was a shame because i think it could have been done and it's one of those ones like individual merits um I don't have a lot like a bad thing to say really like we've seen two movies so far that I would just consider flat out bad movies Mm. um this one was like a weird one of like I didn't enjoy this in the slightest but like the individual elements were there to make something interesting um I just for me it didn't work at all um and especially because we are huge anthology fans and Mm. I really really wanted this to be awesome um and then I just just ended up not liking it really which was which was surprising to me um yeah because i thought even in the context of of like a fright fest i feel like even if i saw like a a pretty decent anthology i'd be like happy with it (laughs) yeah and then like after this i was like man this was just not good and and like you say my my overwhelming sense was it just felt like we we ended up just watching the short film showcase for an hour and 10 minutes rather than an actual movie um so yeah as far as recommendations go i would again this is unfortunately for me another one where i just wouldn't recommend it yeah, I'm the same. I don't. I don't think it's worth watching. There, there are better short movies out there. And like I say, because this has no interesting kind of rap or or kind of theme behind it, there, there isn't a real strong reason to to check this out, in my opinion. Yeah, um, but yeah, that was the end of the second day. Um, mm-hmm. I think we should probably take a break there, um, and yeah, we'll get to uh, the rest of it because that's kind of the halfway point. What we've mm. seen six films at this point. Um, yeah, we're so doing well. S- we're doing well. Yeah, we've another six seven films. to come. Um, <laughs> and yeah, hopefully it'll pick up. Like I say, what we, we've obviously seen like twelve hour shift that we really enjoyed. Yeah, um, and then like I think the columnist is probably the next best shout at that point. Um, probably, yeah. But uh, yeah, definitely like free movies that I don't think are good, and that's I don't think we've ever had that, especially at Fright Fest. Like we've had. Mm. At least Two, a couple of maximum. Yeah, like I'm trying to think where I've definitely had like a one movie of like, oh god, that was a bad one, and let's just like Mm. wash that away. Um, but yeah, even like two is kind of pushing it. So it's a shame that we've already had three that we didn't enjoy. But listen, there's another seven more to come. Um (laughs) so so uh yeah, we'll take a so yeah, keep your eyes peeled on the feed because there will be uh, more parts for this coming. But that was part one of our Fright Fest 2020 coverage. Uh thanks for listening as always, and we'll see you again very soon. See you later, everyone. 
Cause I never could, and how could I start that?